0: A lot of people, actually, myself, had some moments of, you know, like, I need to prove myself. I need to prove that female can do male job. Female can lead. Actually, I normally see my style as being like water. Water. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: is flexible. is adaptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's transparent. Unethical. It's so unacceptable. And yes. I had to fire him. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, when I... In the meeting of Farah him, yeah. I was
2: crying. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs>
2: I was like. Welcome to the Vietnam Rising Podcast, where we have a discussion with the shakers and movers individuals in Vietnam about the opportunities in the business scene. I am your host, Min Tham, and let's tune in to catch the inspiring stories, business opportunities, and how to navigate your way in this rising economy. Hello everybody, welcome back to Vietnam Rising Podcast. Today's show is going to be a special and a very historical moment for us because... Do, y- do you know that we have never had a female guest before? Um, it's not a f- it's not that we don't want to. It's not that all the females hustlers in Vietnam is so busy to get up here. But now we finally get one and it's a very good one. The guest sitting next to me right now, she is a fierce storyteller. She is a solid negotiator. And she is the pitch queen of the startup scenes in Vietnam. So welcome ha, to the show.
0: Hello. My Hello. pleasure to be here on your <laughs>
2: podcast. You. Thank you for being here. I know that you you know you stay up till 3 a.m. today, but you still show up today very fresh and look beautiful. Just to add extra information is
0: because of work, not because of party.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> All my team is hard workers. Yeah. yeah. Tell me and the audience, you know uh please tell me in the audience uh what are you doing right now? Um so hello everyone, my name is Ella, a mm-hmm. Vietnamese name
0: khanh mm-hmm. Uh I'm currently co-founder and general manager of Vulcan Automatics. We are building robotic arms to transform the lives of 38 million amputees in Vietnam and developing countries. Wow, awesome. So what exactly are you guys doing? Um, so it has been uh, more than two years research and development. Mm-hmm. We are making affordable, modular and adaptable prosthetics mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, to serve the you know, uh, working um, class uh, amputees in Vietnam and mm-hmm. other countries. So right now we are about to launch our tech uh, advancement and you know, uh, a new piece of um, medical device for the community of uh, disabled people in
2: Vietnam. Wow, that's awesome! And how many people on your team? Um, right now we have sixteen. Wow, that's a big growth since last time I met you.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's growing.
2: Yeah, and how do you guys, uh, you know, keep the visions from the beginnings aligned with all the members?
0: Well, actually, vision is what brought us all together to this stage. We're still very early stage startup. There's not much. Traction, to be honest, but the vision is the thing that keep us moving every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in our startup, vision is actually um, uh, be in charge by Rafael Masters, my mm-hmm. co-founder. I was actually on the execution and operations part of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was brought into Vulcan because you know Rafael already started with this amazing idea yeah. called Iron Man. You mm-hmm. know, like. Turning people yeah. into mm-hmm. cyborgs. Yes. Um, and I joined the company when it was like few months out. Uh-huh. Uh I was actually on the first um, female team members. Yeah. Yeah. I was brought in, and was like there is like five engineers uh-huh. working together. <laughs> um, but we all you know like so aligned and passionate uh, mm-hmm. about the vision mm-hmm. and yeah. Right now, with a team of sixteen people, we're still you know burning with you know passion mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the desire to
2: transform humans into cyborgs every day. <laughs> That's exciting in the future for you guys. Um, do you feel like your participant as a female has been a change or an improvement to the team?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Actually, I was a bit reluctant uh, when joining the team. Just because you know, when I was about to join the team, I just failed mm-hmm. in my other uh, business. Mm-hmm. It was in Faction e-commerce. Mm-hmm. So you know, jumping from Faction e-commerce um, to
2: cyborg, to from, cyborg yeah. and <laughs> working
0: with hardware engineers mm-hmm. is a was a big jump. Mm-hmm. And um, I was h- not only myself that I had doubt in myself back then, but also. I was brought into this team by the founding investor um, of the business, so uh-huh. I was not brought in by the um, founders yeah, yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. So, so when I came in, um, I could sense the um, kind of doubts yeah. uh, among other team members. Mm-hmm. Like, what a faction girl, <laughs> a faction girl that about to take the job mm-hmm. of turning a you know hardware project mm-hmm. into a. Well organized and performing organization mm-hmm. is a is a big task. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a bit I was a bit terrified back then. Also was so excited yeah. with the vision, mm-hmm. but at the same time was kind of doubtful. It's a very something is very out of your comfort zone at all. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so in so I was regardless these feelings mm-hmm. and also seeing that um, people had the same feeling towards me. Mm-hmm. I. Um, I just focused on, you know, just find where I can add the maximum values into the team. I know a lot of people, actually myself, had some moments of, you know, like, I need to prove myself. I need to prove that female can do male job, female can lead, mm-hmm. you know, female can also do hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, do but you feel like you need to prove that? No, mm. because actually we need to. Focus on our advantage, our strength. Yes. Not trying to prove that. Oh, I'm not being, you know, um, weak, or I'm not being not great in this um, area. Yeah. But actually, trying to find where in the same organization you can add the most value. Mm-hmm. So back then, because I, I kind of switched my mindset into not proving myself. Yeah but trying to offer the best value mm-hmm. and see if i can actually deliver value to the organization mm-hmm. so then i figure out that you know i can you know actually turn this you know uh, vision into mm-hmm. something that practical i Keep figuring out there is a gap between technology and the market, mm-hmm. the technology that we were developing and the market, the gap between what we are developing and the actual need of the user, mm-hmm. and yes. if and I figure out, you know, like how to bring in more talents into mm-hmm. the team. This is hardware startup, but it's not just about hardware. We yes. need medical expert. We need prosthetics expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need partners to mm-hmm. strengthen our business ecosystem. Yes. So that's what I focus on, not trying to prove that, oh, I can do coding, I can do electronics, yes. you know, that's kind of stuff.
2: So yeah. And all of that values that you bring to the team is very good. And how do you know those are the things that your team needs? And how do you convince them that those are the things that they need? Mm, good questions. Actually, um, Early days
0: there were so many meetings, R and D meeting that I was clueless. I was mm-hmm. like what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Like to me they are talking zero one zero one zero one. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um but whenever I feel like I don't understand I just throw the question. I just ask question. I didn't pretend that I understand. Yes. And luckily I have a, a very great team to be mm-hmm. honest. They are open-minded they are innovative they are just authentic people Mm. and they they know that to turn this organization into something great they Mm -hmm. need to collaborate and cooperate yes Uh, and actually one time they admitted that hey having a female team member into the organization is like a it's like having a um, kind of a mummy in the family. <laughs> like <laughs> no, a mother hen? <laughs> A mother, yes. Yeah, someone who actually nurture and take care of the team. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, when the guys work together, they just focus on the task at mm-hmm. hand. They don't yes. focus on how the other one is feeling. Yeah. What's the gap between communication between each other? How's mm-hmm. actually the user's feeling? Mm-hmm. They just focus on how is the hand working? Yeah. How is it functioning? They don't ask, how do you feel mm-hmm. about, you know, using the hand Yeah. so I focus on what a female normally is good at is the feeling mm-hmm. and the connection between people the relationship between the people mm-hmm. and then actually brought everyone together brought mm-hmm. the outsider into the, the organization um, so yeah the only way to earn the respect and the trust
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, from your clients or your team members or partners to for yourself is yes. actually delivering the
2: value yes I absolutely agree with you. And what is the leadership style that you have formed since day one for the team? Um,
0: what are their um, like the, the styles? Yeah, like
2: the feelings. I understand that you are bringing the feelings or the empathy values mm-hmm. to the team a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, like, how do you tell them, or how do you convince to them, or how do you show them that these are the thing that they should try? Because you know, if for example, if there's a team that has been working for a long time together, they are mm. tight, mm-hmm. and there's a new member coming in, then how do they start listening to that new member? Mm-hmm. Actually, I normally see my style as
0: being like water. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's flexible, it's adaptable, mm-hmm. um, and it's transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, as a female, one of, uh, or like myself, I, Um, I focus on being flexible and being able to evolve Mm -hmm. my style depending on the individuals that I work with or the situations that I have to tackle Mm -hmm. I can be super soft Mm -hmm. and gentle and calm Mm -hmm. at times or I can be super tough Mm -hmm. and aggressive Mm -hmm. when I need to Mm -hmm. so that was the lesson that I learned in the first one year uh, being at the team because Mm At first, I applied the soft and gentle, mm-hmm. so that you know to develop relationship with yes. all the team, to listen more, to understand more, to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But when I know what's going on, then mm-hmm. I need to actually take action mm-hmm. and you know organize stuff in the company.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's and that need and when there's change needed to be done in the organization, mm-hmm. you cannot go too soft. Yes. Sometimes you need to make very firm and tough decisions mm-hmm. so that
2: the team can you know follow and Mm -hmm. tackle and you know grow together yeah i agree sometimes there are tough decisions that only maybe only you would understand the moment that it needs to be done but then you know the membership sometimes if they are you know rebellious if they hear the the idea and they don't think that you're serious about it they could just not listen right So it's important to be firm on your decisions and make sure that your team respects you and the decisions to follow, even if they are not uh, agreeing on it. Actually, it just
0: recalled me one really, like one of the first, it's still very memorable for me right now, one of the moments about leadership. Yes. It's when I first fired a team member. Oh, how was it? I was—is that the first time ever you fire someone? Literally, yeah, mm-hmm. the first—the first time ever. So, like I said, you need to be soft and gentle and calm, but at the same time, you set clear boundary: what is acceptable mm-hmm. and what is not. Yes. And once someone yes. crossed the boundary, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's a no-no. Mm-hmm. And one of our values in the business in in, in the company is trust mm-hmm. and integrity. Yes. You know, like authenticity. Mm-hmm. And there is one time that one of the, the, the members actually, you know, um, purposefully, intentionally slowed down the team, oh. like trying to exchange um, false designs mm-hmm. to the other team members so that the other guy cannot work or perform mm-hmm. or finish his tasks mm-hmm. just because there's some personal problem. Yes. And when we figure that out, it's just unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if, if I was... If I were just so, you know, emotional or being so um, empathic, empathic mm-hmm. I would I would just, you know, give him another chance. Yes. But this is just un, un unethical, it's so unacceptable, and yes. I had to fire him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was, you know, when I was in the meeting of firing him, yeah. I was crying. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was like, and because of this, so after briefing the situation, yes. because of this, I have to
2: let you go. And mm-hmm. I am like <laughs> <laughs> So you were crying because you feel bad for him or you you crying because you know it's been a hurtful feeling that he did that to your team? It's
0: it's everything. Yeah. It's like, you know, when I grow my team, I always give them the, the space, yeah. the opportunities, always coaching,
2: mentoring. Mm-hmm. Do you Nervous feel like you them. get like betrayal? A little bit. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel
0: like I give you all the trust. Yeah. I give you Everything you need mm-hmm. to grow and develop as a person in the team, and now yeah. you just you know go the opposite. Mm-hmm. So it's really hurting and mm-hmm. it's really sad at the same time that I need to set clear boundary. Mm-hmm. So it it was painful. Yeah. So I was crying a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um, Did other members uh, understand about? Um,
0: they know that it was really a tough decision for us mm-hmm. to 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 do that. But at the same time, uh, and you know, I was very transparent. I was like, hey, I have to fire him. And I was crying uh-huh. because they know that uh, at, at Vulcan, in our, our team, we uh-huh. treat everyone as human. They yes. are not like replaceable machine or something. We treat them as human, as team member, uh-huh. as like a family member. And when you have to let someone go, it's uh-huh. really painful. Yeah. So everyone understand that and understand how, how much trust uh-huh. we put into them. And how, at the same time, if it's wrong, then mm-hmm. we cannot accept it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was mm-hmm. one of the great lessons for leadership, n- not only for myself, but mm-hmm. for the whole team.
2: I see. Um, I remember one of the time I fired someone. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if it's the first time or not, but um, this person has been growing in the team and uh, for different reasons, and because of the form- performance, I have to make the decision that I have to let her go. Mm. and i remember <clears throat> i letting i was i let her go and she was acceptable about you she's like oh, okay sure and we leave on good terms uh. but um later on one of our other team member came to me and was telling me that why am i being so ruthless Ooh. about making that decisions and yeah it's it's kind of like a you know, a pain or a baggage that you have to hold when you, you know, letting go of someone else, people think that, yeah, you'd making the decisions are very ruthless, but yeah, it's something you need to be done. Oh, yeah. but how did you feel about it? Of course, I feel disappointed, right? Because I. And yeah, I, as like you I also treat her as a family member and for me I, I hire a lot of like um, young new people mm, where mm, I can mm. really help to teach them I mm. have to help to grow them and you know when I feel like they are not teachable mm, mm, mm. then I have to let them go and it's the decisions that I feel um, okay with it because I have tried my best mm. on my side. So if someone is not meeting me in the middle of the way, then I have to let go. Yeah. So for me I don't feel regret about it, but I do learn a big lessons on how do I handle it better. And it makes me questions that if like someone else, like in the same positions, do they get other, you know, people, you know, come and say oh, your decision is so wrong. Um oh. mm-hmm. You, you're
0: you asking my yeah like have
2: you have, have you have have you done any decisions that makes mm. people like you're doing it wrong, mm. and then they try to you know convince you otherwise.
0: Mm. Actually, we just uh, we just went through a very tough week. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say it's the toughest week in the last two years wow. with us because we just. Um, we just had two members living at the same time. Oh, wow. Like, not at the same time, but like two days mm-hmm. um, gap. Mm-hmm. And the first member who left was actually a very talented person. like. Yeah. He was actually the one who came to me mm-hmm. in, uh, who approached me in in a in a event mm-hmm. that I was the speaker, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "Oh, your your startup is amazing! I want to join you! Yeah. I want to join the vision!" Yes. So he came in with a very good, uh, you know, um, purpose mm-hmm. and attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was so talented, but at the same time, um, through our four years—sorry, uh, four months—together. Yeah. Um, we know that, you know, some some, some young, talented uh, individuals are very stubborn. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they would not listen to the others, um, they would try to prove them right, mm-hmm. or even though they know that they are wrong, mm-hmm. they just cannot admit it. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the those that were so talented, but at the same time, he would not um, admit that he's wrong, mm-hmm. or in this case, he admit that he's wrong, but he said he would not fix it. Mm-hmm. So it's an ego problem. It's an ego problem, mm-hmm. and we figured out that with this kind of mentality in the team, mm-hmm. it's really hard to, you know, to coach and turn him into a, a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did try to give him opportunity and space to grow, but he just rejected it. Yes. and he said that I will leave. Mm-hmm. I'll go. Tomorrow is my last working day. Wow. And it was it was so painful for us because we thought that he it it would be coachable mm-hmm. he would be coachable yeah. but then he just left and mm-hmm. refused the an opportunity to learn from the, yeah. the, the experience and the mistake mm-hmm. so when he left every team member because he also a good one yeah. and an influential one so when yeah. when he left every team member was questioning our decision mm. it's like why did you let why why did you let him go mm. or like did you force to did you force him to um, to leave, to leave? Mm-hmm. Or like you know they they didn't think that it was his decision mm-hmm. to leave um and our lesson is you know like when someone in the team left mm-hmm. we need to make it clear and transparent mm-hmm. as much as possible to the team that this is the decision from both sides mm-hmm. it's not it's never been from one side yeah. unless they you know really did a bad thing yeah. in, in the team so, so, yeah, and after we ha- you know, so that's what, that's what the last week yeah. was like. Mm-hmm. We have to, set, to schedule one on one meeting with each team member mm-hmm. to talk about why, why this situation is happening, mm-hmm. uh, to explain them why, and then uh, eventually they, you know, they understood mm-hmm. and they know that, yeah, to, to, to move towards our bigger vision. Mm-hmm. Do you
2: feel like mm, if, well, for example, if your team is bigger, for you say mm-hmm. it's like a 50 people 50 okay and then you know you can't do one-on-one meeting with everybody mm. on this particular decisions then you know how do you make sure that the message is passed by well f- for now we are doing things that uh, some some
0: sometimes at this moment we do things that purposefully not scalable which is one on one. Yeah. Uh, but even right now there is some one on one that not just founders doing to every team member, mm-hmm. but we do to the leader mm-hmm. of each team. Yeah. And we yeah, we need all leaders to stay strong and to know exactly what's going on, to be mm-hmm. aligned, to be mm-hmm. on the same page. Yeah. So that they can communicate to their team member. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I still um I'm a big fan of one on one communication. Yeah. It's, it's when you can develop, rapport, and trust the most.
2: Yeah. You mentioned that you have a startup before that, right? I think I remember, if I remember correctly, you have everything one by your own. Yeah. And then, yeah, later on, you decide that it's not uh, doable. And scalable. Then you, yes, yeah. not scalable. And then mm. you, you stop it. Um, so being a leader and being an employee at the same time, so you would meet the making the hard decisions and your own ego at the same time. Right. Mm, True. Yeah. Then, what is you know how how do you make the decisions? How do you you know let go of your ego to make that hard decision?
0: You know when I need to stop the previous business. Mm Hmm. Hmm. Actually, it took it took me um, two months to come to the decision of closing the business, because at one point it was like, "Am I giving up? Yeah. No. Am I trying my have I tried my best to push this business forward? If I stop now, does that mean I just gave up? Yeah. So there's a lot of you know like in, yeah. inner in, fighting yeah. um, between myself mm-hmm. and the ego or the you know the entrepreneur side of 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 me. Yeah. Say, oh, if it's just hard to to raise fund right now, if it's just hard to find people right now, and I just gave up, then I would not learn anything about it yes. from it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know that I cannot just rationalize by myself. So back then, I was, you know, going out and looking for advice mm-hmm. and support from others, mm-hmm. because uh, the the model I was doing back then was e-commerce, mm-hmm. um, and I did not know, I did not know that that business model is actually a big one. I thought it's an easy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. just online, just platform. Yeah, you don't have to spend so much. Um, uh, investment on it. Yes. So, but when I was going out and asking for, you know, raising fund, uh, talking to investors. Yes. There's one particular investor. So so many other investors like I think it's nice. Uh, we yeah. can, but it's I, like a
2: soft no. Yeah. Mm. But
0: we we need more traction mm. stuff like that. We need you to get another technical founder and then we will consider to invest. But then there's one particular inv- investor who just bluntly told me like, hey, close it down. This is not the game for you. Mm. Yes. This this e-commerce. No e-commerce in Vietnam right now is making money. Yes. They're all burning money. Yeah. And to play this game you need to be a big one. You need to, you know, be able to survive the next five, seven years without making money. Mm-hmm. You need to have millions and 1000000s not asking hundreds and hundreds of thousands that you asking right now. Yeah. So it's it's just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so, I took those um, feedback and comments, mm-hmm. and then at the same time, I still look out and see is it actually what I can challenge and stretch myself? Yes. Is it the problem that I want to solve for the next five or seven years? Yeah. You know, solving the problem of e commerce, this business model, and fashion. Mm-hmm. And then it, at that time, I met Vulcan founders, uh-huh. and I, I just realized that the Vulcan problem is the bigger problem. Mm. It's a deeper one. It's a harder one. It's the mm-hmm. one that I can, you know, stretch myself every day to to be a part of, of that, you mm-hmm. know, um, vision. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I decided that Okay. Ice and ice. since
2: then, I think you become the you know brand ambassador or the face recognitions for Vulcan already, right? You you participate in the Blue Award ventures, yeah. Right? Blue Award, wo- and then blue. supposed to be on starting this year. But Unfortunately, <laughs> they canceled this year because of COVID. It's okay. Yeah, but yeah, you've been uh, been around for the past two years and being known as a very good representative mm. of Gold Vulcan. Um, uh, aside from your working with your team, what is the, what are some of the challenges that you face when working and sharing the visions of Vulcans to other people?
0: The challenge?
2: Yeah, like when you talk to partners, you want to talk to investors um. or talk to sponsors. What is the challenge that you face when you negotiate or influence them?
0: Mm. Actually, I think there has been more advantage Ah. than challenges um, as a female founder or, you know, leaders when it comes to developing relationships or Mm -hmm. getting support or partnership from others. Yes. It's just very normal that if you're a a female or or a woman, you are more, people are more, you know, welcoming. Welcoming. Yeah, welcoming, yeah. Yeah, so... I think it's an ad- advantage, yeah. but at the same time, I would say the, the the challenge is from myself, uh. because sometimes I still have this mentality, these questions. You know, it. I think it's quite stupid, but just sometimes there's some. Uh, I really want to develop relationship, or support, or to. to to connect with mm-hmm. some people, mm-hmm. and and if it happened to be a, a male, mm-hmm. of to be a you know successful CEO, a male mm-hmm. in his you know late 40s, 50s, yeah. I just you know instantly have this feeling of oh, if just people see in this young mm-hmm. female talking one on one with some guy mm-hmm. in some you know cafe shop yeah. or you know some beer garden or somewhere that yeah, yeah. we normally have just hang out and do business mm-hmm. what would people think you know mm. what's their assumptions uh-huh. I just have this you know like stupid question uh-huh. in my mind yeah um, and it has, it's always in my mind mm-hmm. So has
2: any of your assumptions came true? no uh, that's luckily, good. That's luckily. Good.
0: Mm-hmm. so I always said but it doesn't matter. But yeah. why mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? I'm mm-hmm. doing this for my team members, for the business, mm-hmm. to support the vision, mm-hmm. to make this come true, to yeah. scale this business. Why do we have to care about this? what people think, what yeah. people might mm-hmm. assume? Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
2: it's actually just... Um, do you mm- feel like it's because you have to try harder and work harder to earn the respect of people? Because... Even in one one relationships between mm. people, right? Uh, maybe female uh, have a you know, more challenge to earn respect from someone as a platonic relationship or partnerships or, or just normal friendship. Mm. Um, Sometimes you have to go through, oh, she looks very beautiful. So mm. I like her because of her appearance first. And then after that, you can show them that you are smart and beautiful. Then mm. they will become, oh, uh, I like her. But maybe I'm kind of interested in her in another not platonic ways as well. And then afterward, it will become, oh, okay. I see that she is a very strong person and she is very, you know, focused on her goals. So I respect her and I will work with her. Do you ever have feelings that 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 kind of challenge come into your business? Hmm...
0: Probably I would be curious to hear this from your side first <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because it's so, you're yeah. such a
2: beautiful and young and very talented one. Well, um, I also work in a very male-dominated uh, industry mm. and work in tech, right? I, well, I do work in tech too, but more of the logistics side. Okay. So it's a more traditional <laughs> industry. And yeah, and people would... So in logistics, people expect that you have to go drinks to make Ooh. a deal. So, it's a norm in the industry that you have to go to drinks between partners, between uh. clients, between potentials, um, partnerships, just to force, uh, you know, to, to build a relationship mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. anything happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because alcohol and a lot of things happen on the dining tables. So, there's a lot of, um, you know, challenge. Like, people, um, for example... Um, if I come into a networking event, mm. which for logistics, which is drinking, okay. right? <laughs> we would go there, it's like a private table of maybe five or seven people. Oh. I would be one or maybe two, uh, one of the two women in the table and, they're, and I'm new to the table. Then the people in the table will test you first. Of course, they are the old crew, they will test the new member, but the way they test us gonna be a little bit different from testing another male what what is that um well they would try to flirt oh no yeah they try to flirt they try to um you know asking private questions like are you are you single or not oh i've learned it a hard way that if someone asks me during a business meeting or during some kind of business setting that are you single or not? I should say that I'm being with someone or I'm married already. Oh, I like, shouldn't they like, single? No, like, so if, if like five even people Even if
0: you're single.
2: Yes. Well, if you're like, if you're five, there are five people in the group and yeah. one guy asks you if you're single or not, you just say yes. Oh, no, no, sorry. You should <laughs> not, sorry. You should say that you're not single. I see. Because like 80% of uh, uh, like 80% chance that that guy. Will text you afterward and oh, asking no. for a date. Okay, yeah. I see, I see. Yeah, that's what I I usually encounter. Of course now, um, because I've I've been so much of it, so mm. it's like yeah. So after you after they do that, right? If I try to you know redirect them into mm. a business more focused and I have to really show myself that I'm very focused mm. and I just want to be here for work mm. for the business purpose mm. then eventually they will I will earn the respect from them. Mm. But it's a long way for me. It's not like oh I see you and I respect you. It's like I see you and you have to prove me in the next two, three meetings before uh, I can totally work with you. That's that's what I got from yeah. Doing logistics particularly.
0: Mm. probably i think i think i will encounter this kind of situation uh um the reason why i haven't right now Mm -hmm. is first of all we haven't actually got into the kind of selling aggressive business development in the in 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 our company yet Mm -hmm. right now we still you know partnership uh and not selling yeah and uh we are in medical. Yes. We need to work a lot with clinics and hospitals. Mm-hmm. And I've heard, i heard like from yeah. you said that, you know, when you deal with, you know, hospital, mm-hmm. when you have to sail to the hospital, you need to work with, you know, directors. Yes. and stuff. There mm-hmm. might be, they might ask you to come for some drinking mm-hmm. and then we'll talk business. Yes.
2: And I'm actually, I, I. Have you uh, mentally prepared to handle it? If someone do that to you, someone that you're going to meet as a potential partner, they want to get your robotic arms into the hospital for the hospital. Yeah, and then he's a powerful person. Mm. And yeah, and then he, you know, after the meeting, he was like, hey, do you want to go coffee? Mm, mm, what do you say? Mm. I think um, we, I
0: mentally prepare for it, but at the same time, uh, I believe that there's always ways mm-hmm. to get around to do the the business. Yeah, and one of my actually goal is to influence how people bis- do business mm-hmm. in medical industry. Mm-hmm. Because if you just you know follow the traditional ways yes. and mm-hmm. you just you know kind of obey uh-huh. what go has, with the flow, you know, go with the flow, it's, it's gonna be it, things will never be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so not only myself but you know my co-founder we are uh, you know we're so reinforcement in mm-hmm. terms of integrity and doing business with ethicals yeah so we are actually designing a way of you know dealing with business in a better way so actually we're we know that normally people can do this kind of tricks to you mm-hmm. or you know kind of be super powerful to you because you're not you're not um, desirable enough to them Yeah. so at f- that's why from early days we decided that we were not dealing with hospitals first mm-hmm. we We'll dealing with clinics mm-hmm. which is you know smaller private yeah. uh, business uh, partners and when our brand is big enough mm-hmm. and when our we proved that our product is so good mm-hmm. that if you don't take this deal mm-hmm. you're gonna miss this big business mm-hmm. chance then yeah I think that's that will improve how we do business
2: in the medical field Mm -hmm. would you walk away from a deal I will Mm -hmm. I I will and I think that's good that you have that principle because yeah um, it's not like just logistic or Mm. medical right Mm -mm -mm -mm. it's You know, in Vietnam, um, there are a lot of male industry, male-dominated industry, and you know, I have friends, I have people that also work in industry, and they have the same same struggle. If Mm. they are a business developers, or Mm. they are a salespersons, or they do you know public relations in general, Mm. they have to deal with these kinds of things. Mm. And it's yeah, it's important to have the courage to walk away from the deal Mm. if things go too far. Mm. I understand. Yeah.
0: I actually, not just uh, talking about just doing business in ethical ways. Um, I heard some other entrepreneur stories mm-hmm. of, you know, um, because I, I know a female founder. Actually, she's one of my really great mentor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She, she was in um, marketing agency. Yes. And, you know, in marketing agency sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes, um, or that's how just the business is do, the industry is doing right now. There is some un- underground or yeah. under table going on mm-hmm. and she really want to stop this mm-hmm. so she create uh, she founded a marketing agency which has the you know purpose to not doing this mm-hmm. and then after you know a few years mm-hmm. when the business is growing so fast mm-hmm. and at one one point you need to kind of take a lot of deals uh-huh. to to be able to pay yeah, for everyone in in the team. Yeah, and at some point, you have to make decision of whether you need to, you know, go on the table mm-hmm. to take this big deal, yeah, so that you can still grow the company. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you you know you, your team member might have to suffer. Yeah, and it's critical. Yeah, and and for for that story, she make a decision that uh-huh. she will walk away. Mm-hmm. She will walk away. Personally, mm-hmm. from that that deal, yeah. and whatever happened, let's say you have to fire some team members yes. to keep the business afloat. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. still better because mm-hmm. it's like you know you have to do one way. Yeah. You have to keep the business clean yeah. and keep the purpose of why you founded it. This company, uh, you know, uh, stable yeah. from from the beginning. Otherwise, yeah. if you just you break that one, mm-hmm. then this business doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. you felt it, another on one, when you can mm-hmm. just do it the other way. Yeah. So, I think yeah. It's,
2: it's very important for the leaders, mm. for the boss to give the employees mm. the power to walk away. Because, um, you know, if you're an employee in a company and mm. you have KPI mm. to follow, and, you know, these things happen, your boss or as leaders, we have to give. Um, your the employees mm. the power to walk away agree they agree. don't they shouldn't feel the pressures mm. of making the deal happen by all means oh yeah yeah mm. mm-hmm. oh yeah
0: that this is actually a good mm-hmm. good uh point that yeah. you gave to me mm-hmm. uh, not just from ourselves as leader because you know we yeah we we have decision power yes but you need to we need to make it clear for the employees that they yeah. do have the power to walk away too. yeah
2: and i think it's yeah, I I mm. feel like it's you know there there should be more leaders who you know indulge us because um not all of us have the lucky or have the power to walk away mm. right and if they unfortunately meeting into a company that is still going with the flow mm. then yeah they have yeah they have a lot of conflicting and yeah you know like keeping their personal principles and you know making a living This episode is brought to you by Saigon Siblings Café. They are coffee lunatics who love to bring you a unique café experience in Vietnam. Their mission is to share the new story about Vietnam to those around the world and people who call Vietnam the home base. I love the fact that we can go to any of their locations and find amazing local products and amazing drinks as well. This is my go-to place whenever I want to show someone amazing products from Vietnam and a good time. Check them out at SaigonSiblings.vn. So earlier you described your leaderships mm. or your you know personal value is um, adaptability, um, integrity, mm. and uh, authenticity. Mm. How do you? What do you do to stay true to those values? Hmm.
0: I um, ask myself a lot of questions mm-hmm. every day every time I make decisions every day I, I uh, wake up mm-hmm. I always ask what's my intention today mm-hmm. how, I can, uh, how uh, can I do better today
1: mm-hmm.
0: am I living true to myself mm-hmm. am I doing the right thing mm-hmm. like, or, or even Am I doing this the best? It can be done. Mm-hmm. Not the best, I can do it, but the best, it can be done. Mm-hmm. So these are the questions that shape my actions and behaviors and thinking every day. I would say um, how I stay focused. Um, there was time that I lost focus. Mm-hmm. There's time that I yeah. lost focus, and I realized that. The time when I lost focus is because I did not spend time on reflection. Ah. you know, mm-hmm. those kind of hustler, you just do things every yeah. day. You run, mm-hmm. and you sometimes just let the world turns you, mm-hmm. drive you. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. if you don't take time, you don't block your time to reflect on your leadership, mm-hmm. on what the you know the road you just pass mm-hmm. is really easy to you to, to not even sidetrack but to do the things that you don't want to do yeah. just because mm-hmm. you're trying to you know adapt yeah to everyday situation so i would say spend time to reflect weekly monthly quarterly is very important mm-hmm. for myself and i would suggest this for every leader to you know stay on track mm-hmm. just stay focused and to take Control mm-hmm. of what you're doing mm-hmm. uh, in your business and in life, mm-hmm. and by reflection, you mean asking the questions earlier. I ask questions, and at the same time, because normally I'm a doer, like mm-hmm. I just do things mm-hmm. very fast, and sometimes I did not think very deeply. Mm-hmm. So when I say reflection, I would, uh, I mean, I would sit down and I would write. If you if you um, notice, I normally write and just publish yes. uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so writing helped me slow down my thinking, mm-hmm. um, organize my thoughts, mm-hmm. and yeah, just not down what's going on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, writing was one of the tools that I used to help me stay focused on my goal mm. these days. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: How about you? Um, well would well, the questions that i ask myself um well the questions i ask myself every day would probably well am i good enough you know mm. there's always a um, certain self doubt that i feel like um i need to prove myself to people or um yeah am i doing things good enough or not am i trying my best or not are mm. the questions sometimes i ask um other question i would ask myself is um so my goal mm. in my life is to earn a certain freedoms in my um in in my work and in my personal life where mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want and I can still make a living, good out of it. So uh, every day I would ask, how do I, what do I do today to make I'm um, closer to that goal? What question do you ask? Did you ask yourself when
0: you? started this podcast because mm-hmm. this is amazing job that you are doing yeah I would like as, as mm-hmm. a person who really want to also share my story mm-hmm. and to connect with others mm-hmm. this is amazing thing like this is kind of my dream that mm-hmm. I would like to do one yeah. day mm-hmm. but I never take uh-huh. the time yeah. to do it so well, well really, um, you know.
2: for me I feel very fulfilled mm. whenever i able to talk to people mm. and i can see the stories and the values they are having mm. and that's uh yeah it's very fulfilled for me for me to do that and because i have a lot of those kind of conversations before mm. i'm doing the podcast and mm. i always think of my into my, i was always think that it's the conversations that we are having right now mm. is so good that I wish more people could hear about it. Yes. More people should able to, um, you know, talk about this thing. Mm. So yeah, and then last year when I was kind of you know losing my tracks, mm. like I was kind of like don't have really any focus goal, and mm. I was like really questioning. Um, what's my purpose? Mm. And yeah, and I kind of, yeah, I did the reflections. I actually, um, for like four, four or five months, I would just like questioning myself, like, what do I want to bring to people? or What do I, yeah, what can I serve to other people? or What do I do to fulfill my purpose, right? Mm-mm. And yeah, and I reflect. And I was like, yeah, I think that communications, talking to people is something that I really want to do and yeah and that's why that's how I formed a podcast I feel that like this is the best medium platform to share these kind of stories
0: that's amazing yeah that's thank you amazing.
2: do you have any mentors or people you talk to whenever you feel like you kind of lose track hmm because sometimes we need a good reminder right it's and true. and I think that's what I learned from talking a lot to people is when you have your own issues and mm. storm mm. sometimes talking to other people and you can see life in a very different perspective mm. and that's where i'm like oh i can see that yeah there there's other options i can do yeah mm. and there are specific people that i go to when i want to talk right maybe i go to you whenever <laughs> i want to know how are you doing or i want to know um other female leaders mm. then what do they do and how do they you know um, you know hustle and <laughs> make good like big achievements like you I, I want and, and I want to get inspired like, basically I, I would see. go to you when I want to feel inspired mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, yeah
0: there, there were a lot of times that I have problems um, normally when I want to reflect or to stay focused I believe that we are the master of our problems, mm-hmm. so I would try to sit down, and reflect, and just figure out what the problem is first. Yeah, and if I cannot figure out by myself by mm-hmm. reflecting, slowing my thoughts, then I would, uh, well, you know, based on the problem, I will find the, the the other person to help me, you know, coach and mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, Funnily enough, um, my boyfriend uh-huh. um, is a good coach oh,
2: that's and barely, mm-hmm. very available anytime. Yes, <laughs> that's the, that's the art, art for having a significant order. Right? Yeah, <laughs> luckily
0: because we're kind of on the same path of mm. you know doing startups, entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So we no- normally share similar problems mm. or problems that he already had experience sorting yeah. out before. Um, but he would not... Og- og- and also he would never try to... Um, Give advice. Mm. Um, it's it's quite dangerous yes. uh, to give advice. So he he's a good coach. Normally mm. he asks a uh, loads of questions that help mm-hmm. me just expand my thought and mm-hmm. my perspective. Uh, so that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have another mentor, um, the the founding investor of our company, like mm-hmm. Hui Wonton. She's actually the, the the role model that. I would really want to be someday you Mm -hmm. know like to be so such a inspiring leader Mm -hmm. to have you know freedom to to explore the world Mm -hmm. to make so much impact into so many company and startups and people at the same time yeah so yeah so these are the 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 people that I would normally find uh, when I have problems there's two people that I would not you know directly talk to when I have you know difficulty in life but mm-hmm. I would normally think about them mm-hmm. so these are my parents ah. my dad and my mom um, when, I, when I think about integrity mm-hmm. I would think about my dad because mm. he served the army for 30 years wow. and he's just a utter example of being an authentic and you know live with ent- uh, integrity throughout his career professional life mm-hmm. he always communicated this to me Mm-hmm. even when I was little you know mm-hmm. like how being authentic how to not take sides mm-hmm. or doing politics yeah. or you know taking doing underground stay undergo, true to yeah. yourself stay mm-hmm. true to mm-hmm. yourself so he lived that value throughout his life and I could see that so mm-hmm. when I do business he was in political you know army yeah, yeah. but when I do business I only think about him as an example of you know being in Turkey mm-hmm. and about my mum so my parents divorced uh-huh. my mom and I lived with my mom so f- throughout my childhood um, mm-hmm. for 5, 6 years there's a lot of time that like my mom and I was so struggling mm-hmm. you know to yeah. you to have our lives but I remember then she was so she, she just stayed very positive mm-hmm. and staying you know um, she believed there's always a way mm-hmm. to live the life On your own terms even though you're so broke you're Mm -hmm. so uh, you know there's a lot of challenges in your life but she's always do deal with life with a very positive and you know empowering and in control kind of mindset Mm -hmm. that just empower me so that's amazing what
2: is the biggest lessons that she's taught you um you deserve happiness Mm.
0: You deserve happiness as a woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, in traditional marriage, mm-hmm. sometimes when you're so unhappy yeah. in your marriage, but you have to. People say that you have to sacrifice your happiness for your kids, yeah, for your hub, for your husband. You can yeah. be miserable, but that but that's fine. It's for yeah. your kids. It's for your future. Yeah. But she taught me the lesson that you deserve happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's your life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So when my mom divorced my dad, it was the is a huge drama in my province. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole village, con- wow. you know. Because people never know the term of divorcing. Oh. If you're unhappy, you have to stay mm-hmm. in the marriage for your kids. Wow. But when she made that decision, it's a big one, and everyone was so disapproval about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But as a kid, I believed that it was the it was a good decision of, of mom. Mm-hmm. And till now, I I'm feeling so lucky and mm-hmm. you know i thankful that. She made that decision, and mm-hmm. it just empowered me for my how I live my life yeah absolutely so talking about mm-hmm. you know my relationship with, uh, with my mom mm-hmm. and how she influenced my life, how I make decisions I'm, I'm so curious uh-huh. just a very um, not random but mm-hmm. I think would be relevant question. if you have a daughter mm-hmm. what would be the first um, Kind of philosophy in life that mm-hmm. you want to teach her.
2: Mm. Well, I actually that's one of the questions that I usually ask myself oh. too. Like you know, I'm <laughs> I think very far into the future, and I always I'm and I sometimes imagine if I have a child mm. and what kind of values or what kind of like lessons I should teach them mm. so that they can be a good human being in general And um, yeah, that questions always make me reflect back to what my parents have given me or have taught me um and i think the first lesson that i would would let them or i would teach them is that um everything is your decisions like Mm. your life is your decisions um and you are responsible for it but you can do whatever you want Mm. as long as it doesn't harm people as long as it doesn't harm yourself and other people then you are free to do uh, whatever you want that's that's a lesson that i've learned from my parents and i feel like um yeah i i because of that i yeah i will i would allow i would be allowed to you know do whatever i want but this is where I, right, na- right from now, uh, like for recently, I realized that they li- did a little trick for me. <laughs> is that you can do whatever you want, but within this, you know, parameter. <laughs> yeah, so uh, one of the, one of the uh, parameter for them, for my career show is that you can do whatever you want. Uh, you, uh, so I was like, I want to be a writer. I want to be a, um, you know, a five the doctor i want to be a journalist they support it all and they would uh, let me tr- uh, experience it right yep. they would let me write the books or the story i want they would help me publish it on internet oh, wow. or if i want to uh, design a website because my, our company own a coding company uh, a coding team wow. so they would try to code it out yep. the website for me just to visualize what i want to do wow but one thing that they would never <laughs> let me do is to be a model and act- or an actress. They're like, you can do whatever you want, except those two. And I'm like, okay, that's that's fair enough. I mean, uh, I, I didn't realize why, but, yeah, it does give me a very good directions to go. Framework. Yeah, <laughs> a framework to go. <laughs> but did you ever think about being a model and actress? Not really, because, you know, like, since, you know, six, I was like, don't be a model. Don't be <laughs> actress. I don't know why, but I'm not sure. And I was never interested in that as well, because, you know, because the way they taught me. Mm. Um, but I was like, my dad specifically always tell me, you can do whatever you want, but... Remember that you always have to help people. Mm. And um, by making yourself a good living, you can help a lot more people. You can help people in your family. You can can help your employees, your team by, you know, support them a living. Mm. So all that is your responsibility in the community. And you should do that. Um, You can do whatever you want to make that happen. As long as no models and ashes, (laughs) then that's good. (laughs) Um, So how about you? What will you teach your daughters?
0: I think one of the first lessons would be about courage. Mm. I think everything you do in life, everything that is great Mm -hmm. that you want to do in in life would require some level of courage. Mm actually as a kid you have a lot of courage yeah you don't mind you know falling down or failing or you know um, making a lot of mistakes. yeah but as we grow up we just so we are educated into so
2: to be more mindful yeah to be
0: more mindful to be scared of people how people yeah. see you mm-hmm. so it takes courage yes. to make a lot of bold decision and to leave truth to yourself mm-hmm. not to the people around you yeah so, yeah, courage, I think, would be one of the lessons that I would just constantly teach her through various activity mm-hmm. and work mm-hmm. and how she lives with life every yeah. day.
2: Yeah, and I think, well, with courage, why, why do people need courage, right? Because there are fears in life and they are fear to failure or fear to, you know, receiving bad uh, assumptions from people. Mm. But, yeah, I think courage would go along with you know not le- living with your own fear and mm. then be confident comfortable with you know accepting the fear and go through it with yeah. it and mm-hmm. leave the lie on your own terms mm-hmm. not yeah. how people expect you mm-hmm yeah and i think that is an absolutely beautiful note to close this uh end this episodes with ella i think uh if you're enjoying it and you're listening to it till now i will i hope that you find a lot of good values and lessons that we can take in from this conversations um so for people that want to connect with you how do I mm-hmm. reach you
0: uh, would be best to reach out through my email. Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably you can share my email address in the link. Okay, oh, you can you say it like mm-hmm. Ella at wearevulcan.com
2: mm, Okay, that's E L L A at we are Vulcan with Vulcan is dot ncom yes that's yes <laughs> yes and again thank you you guys for tuning in for this episode if you like this episode please rate us give a review <laughs> on itunes and tell us what you think on our fan page Venom Rising podcast and i'll see you in the next episodes see